The Secrets of Disney is brought to you by the Star Quest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Ladies and gentlemen, Such a crick in the neck. How do you do? How do you do what? Show me the smile. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Very nice. You can sit by me. Everything's so wonderful. <laughs> Come on, get up. Come on, get up. Where are we going? Up to Neverland. You must kiss me. Excuse me? Please, princess. Unless you beg for more. Hi, and welcome to the Secrets of Disney podcast. I'm your hostess, Deborah, and joining me is my co-hostess, Sherry. Hello. And we are on episode two of our new season. We have so much stuff to talk about that we almost couldn't decide what to talk about today. So we're going to start with our little basics. We're going to talk about rides today, Disney rides. And, uh, I don't know, Sherry, what are you thinking about as far as your favorite Disney ride? Uh, my favorite Disney ride by far is the Peter Pan ride. Um, I love how Walt came up with the idea. Um, I love the way that it makes you feel like you're really flying in the sky, but then you get close. And then as you ride the ride further, you're like right in the battle with the pirates. Um the whole concept, engineering, aesthetically, um, artistically, just is amazing to me. You know, you just pointed out something I totally, you know, I don't know how many times I've probably ridden that ride you're talking about in the thousands. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe least, not. If not more. Uh, if not, well, you know, if you're averaging once a month for 12 months for 20 years, you know, yeah, I'm not going to do the math. But, you know, <laughs> we're talking about, uh, you know, couple hundred times around and you and you pointed something out to me that I didn't connect the dots until just now when you're talking about it, which is the you start, you know, over this little force perspective of above and then all of a sudden you're in the action. I never noticed how like all of a sudden you're you're uh, you go from being just a a you know, a, a heavenly spectator right. yeah, spectator and then all of a sudden you're in the in the battle. You're, yes. you know, by the gangplank, watching Wendy, you know, being forced, being forced into. Yeah. And I, it never occurred to me that's what happened <laughs> in that ride. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Totally different new. perspective. Next time I go on that ride, I'll, I'll have to see where the, where the real switch happens. Like, you know, can you tell me exactly where that switch can, or is it a gradual switch? And that's why I didn't notice it. Uh, I mean, it's sort of gradual. So, so you start off in their, um, the darlings playroom, right? So that's like, uh, an actual size, I suppose. And then right. as you fly out their window, you, the, the ground beneath you shrinks until you then are flying above London. And then you fly above London and then Peter and Wendy, the darling kids, are flying around the moon. So you see their silhouettes on the moon. And as you pass that, then you come to Neverland and you start getting bigger again. Oh, and then as okay. you're flying over Neverland, it's all about the same perspective um, until it's time to um, 
battle with Captain Hook. So Captain Hook and Shmee fire at you, and then the scene gets bigger again, and then you get right into the battle. And, wow! And then, yeah, and then you see the last scene is actually one of my favorites. I hate to say it is. Uh, the crocodile, and you see Hook, and he's you know kind of battling with the crack. He's in the crocodile's in the cro- mouth. His mouth, right? Oh no, I love that scene too. I'm coming, Captain. I'm coming. <laughs> that's got to be ba- one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. And and then and I I gotta say that's one of my favorite villains of Disney is the crocodile. Even though I don't know if you'd call it a villain, he's an innocent bystander. I think you know he's just hungry. <laughs> He's a friendly, hungry crocodile, you know? Yeah. You know, Hook gave him a handout and he wants to, you know, taste a little more more of that. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Who can fault him? Who can fault him? (laughs) Right. But there's something interesting about that ride that's different from a lot of the other Disney rides, which is that the track is above you. So the ride track, it's like a ski lift in a sense, in that the ride track is um, you're following it on the ceiling as opposed to on the ground with all of the other Disney rides. I can't yes. think of another Disney ride where you're up in the ceiling. Soaring? Soaring, but that's a different concept because it's like a, it's almost like a crane a effect. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and, but I can't think of another one where you're on a kind of like a ski lift almost. No, I have to you know, agree with you. So it's a very unique ride. It's a very short yes. ride. It is very and, uh, short, and the line is forever long. Yes. In fact, that's one of those when we when we start talking about fast passes, we'll have to talk about that one for sure, as you must get a fast pass for that. For Peter Pan, uh, yes. Peter Pan's flight. Now, the, the funny thing about this, and this was 20 years ago when I was um, very, very young. I was almost a baby. Uh, <laughs> there was, they had a list of like top 10 rides for for romance, for stealing a kiss. And that's number one. Really? Yes, it is. Because, I did not you know, know that. That's funny. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it, it's because it's a dark ride. And not only is it, you know, dark, but it has that nice black light effect. So everything, if you're wearing anything white, it just glows. And it's, it's just, uh, you know, a little, uh, I guess, a little more romance. Uh, okay, so that just shows how oblivious I am because <laughs> I'm in there looking at the engineering, the art. Now, maybe my husband, my husband and I have have ridden that ride many, many times, and you know he may or may not have tried to kiss me, and I was completely oblivious. <laughs> Did he try to hold your hand? Um. You know, I always thought he was always trying to hold on to me because I was always looking over the edge of the ship and he was just <laughs> trying to prevent me from falling off. You know, maybe, maybe he was holding on to my hand, uh, you know, because he was trying to be romantic. I don't know. I should ask him. <laughs> maybe, but your your husband's probably a little more practical and he was like, oh man, she's going to fall off she's on this ride. <laughs> right? But But I have never stop the ride from leaning over too far (laughs) so you know it's all good it's all good (laughs) i i tell you what though i unfortunately if that's the um if that's what's going to happen when you and i ride it coming up in a couple months i'm sorry i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be able to catch (laughs) you if you fall (laughs) that's fine 
That's in fact, I am pretty sure if I fall out of the ride, you're going to whip out your camera and take pictures of me. Because, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to laugh. Like, I have to commemorate this moment of Sherry's idiocy. <laughs> oh, it's it, it would it's going to be glorious if you right? do that. It'll just be a story that. Have you ever noticed this about um about uh, life in general? And this is about vacations in general or going somewhere new in general. Is that the better stories are when everything goes wrong? Like you have yes. so much better stories when things are messed up. Yes. And, but it's after you get over the fact that it was so messed up that you almost died. Yeah. It's like right? that one time you I mean almost like died. When you get lost in Alaska. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Should we, can I, can you tell that story? And this is just a cautionary tale. If you're on a Disney cruise or any cruise or at any all. cruise, that's all. Um, don't fray or stray from where they tell you to go. So my husband decided he was going to go for a jog when we went on an Alaskan cruise. We were at port. He decided he was going for a jog. Uh, that's just how he is. It allows him to relax. And he doesn't like being cooped up. And he got himself lost. And... He ran so far out of town that when he called 911, luckily we were still in the United States, he got patched to the police department in the town next door. Oh, um, no. He basically had to spend the night there. The boat left. The ship left. Um, he had to fly from that little town to, I think, Juneau, Alaska, and then from Juneau, Alaska, catch another flight to anchorage which is where we were ultimately docking um and so that was a pretty penny a lot of stress he missed all of the um ice like uh glaciers and stuff um i think i think i was stuck on the ship with my kids for three days and he was on land Watching U.S. soccer, actually. The World Cup was on. Uh, so he was, like, having a jolly time watching World Cup soccer. And I was stuck on a ship with two kids, two very young kids. Uh, so anyway, the moral of the story is do not stray from where they tell you to go. Make sure you keep track of time if you are on a cruise because the ship will not wait for you. They will not. <laughs> they cannot. Uh, understandably so. And it'll cost you a pretty penny to get back where you need to. Uh, When he called me, so the crews actually took pity on me and they allowed me to call him every day. And the first day he's like, well, you know, I have the option of the Hilton or a hostel. And I was like, what do you think a good decision is going to be? So he stayed in the hostel for the next two or three nights. So make sure to get back on that ship. Keep track of time. Anyway, let's get back to Disney. So I didn't talk about my favorite ride. Oh, wait, yes, before I do that, uh-huh. before we get into mine, um, I wanted to talk about where uh, Peter Pan's flight is. It's in the Magic Kingdom, if you're not familiar with that. And it is in Fantasyland. And it is one of the um, very first attractions, I would say, when the park opened in um, the 1970s. It's, it's that old. Yes. Uh, I did read an article, though, that they did renovate it, I believe, in the 80s. 
they updated it. Um, the ride itself, the queue line, they more recently upgraded, uh, but the ride itself, they added more parts to it um, in about the, I think it was the 1980s. Oh, yeah. that Well, that would make sense. Well, then they just recently redid the queue line like two years ago and added, extended it, and then added the Darling's Bedroom as part of the queue line. And it's really adorable because they have like Tinkerbell shadows and it's adorable. Yes, it's amazing. The um, light show that they have in there is uh, interactive with you. So when you're standing by the wall, you can ring the bells that are projected onto the wall which is just amazing 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 technology all right well you know speaking of well not necessarily amazing technology we're gonna go with i was thinking about two of my favorites but we'll we'll go with the magic kingdom one and then i'll I'll say my second favorite is tower of terror but we'll get to that in a little bit maybe (laughs) um so my favorite ride is actually still in the magic kingdom and it is Big Thunder Mountain. And why, that's why because, do you like Big Thunder? Because you can get a really great ride in there. Now, the I like the theming of the ride, and I kind of like the cue um, spiel that goes with it. It's like this howdy partners, you know, this yes. here is the wildest ride in the wilderness. Yes. And I, I, when I was 20, again, you know, just yesterday when I was 20, I used to. Uh, joke with one of our mutual friends that I wanted um, that sign for my car. Like, this is the wildest ride in the wilderness. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I just like the, um, it feels like a good old fashioned wooden coaster mm-hmm. uh, because it, it doesn't go upside down. It's not, I mean, it's not that fast. It doesn't go fast. So it doesn't do loop-de-loops, but it gives you a nice like um, lift out of the seat occasionally especially if you're sitting in the back and it and it gives you a nice like um centrifuge effect of like you know having to press against your you know like you're going to fall out and um it is just a nice fast moving fast paced ride that gives you enough thrills but it doesn't make you sick doesn't give you an and, aneurysm right it doesn't give you an aneurysm and uh and the, everybody can ride it. I think there, it does have a height requirement, but it's pretty, uh, you know, you can you can set little kids on there. It's the height requirement's probably 40 inches, so like five and six-year-olds. Yes. But there's a secret to this ride, which is um, if you want a fast ride, you, you ask to be seated near the back. And if you want not so fast a ride, you, be sit, you see it in the front. You, you ask to be sitting, you know, seated in the front because... That is slow. <laughs> In fact, if I get up to the, the to the front of the line and they're like, "Oh, you get row two. and I'm like, "No, no, no, I'll wait. Um, <laughs> I want the back of the line, and I it will wait five. Oh, I was gonna say, I'll wait five minutes. Like, even if four cars have to go before I get the back seat, I will ask for it. Nice. I it always cracks me up when people ask to sit in the front. I think they think that because the engine's right there, or not the engine, but the Fake the engine. locomotive. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, uh, it's the best place to be. I mean, you don't even get yourself in a picture in that thing. Um, oh, that's but, right, because uh, it's blocking your head. Right. Um, and, and like in the Seven Dwarfs Mine ride, 
there's the automatic cameras, right, that Disney has set up in certain places that take your picture in the carts. Mm -hmm. uh, but Big Thunder doesn't have that. Uh, so it always cracks me up when people are like, oh, I want to sit in the front. That's the best place to be. Well, I guess if you want to go slow, that that is. <laughs> the, you know, the, I would recommend if you're planning to ride that ride a, like more than once in a in a day or in a, tr a trip, that you try, if you haven't tried the front, try it because it's a different, weird experience. Because that, you know, the, the car is so long. There's so many rows of people that you'll go up over the first big hill and you're kind of like dangling there for like a couple sec seconds and, and you're just dangling there, like waiting for the rest of the car to, to catch up with you. So you can start a, like a downhill momentum. And it, it's a weird feeling. It's kind of a, irritating if you're like, come on, come on, come on. But, and, you know, it, it's a, worth it at least once to try it. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, and I also, when fireworks are going and I'm not one, I'm very much, um, not one for standing still in one place. Uh, so when fireworks are going and I don't want to stand and watch them, I will head for Big Thunder Mountain because they have the best view of the fireworks while you're on the ride. It's kind of a magical experience. Well, that's so, neat. I, I'm yeah. sure I've done that, but I don't know that I've noticed. You know, the last trip that I went on, uh, Bren and I came out of Small World and the fireworks were going off. So we were in Fantasyland. And so it actually felt like we were within the fireworks <laughs> because there were some going off in front of us closer to the castle. I'm assuming they get shot off kind of by the moat area. Mm -hmm. But then there were a lot that were getting shot off behind Fantasyland. Right. And so we were seeing fireworks from both sides. And because of the slight winds, some of them were kind of getting pushed right over us. So well, it, that was a yeah. neat experience, too. I've never done that before. Um, and in fact, I remember they used to block off Fantasyland. Yeah. Like I, I, I remember that they used to not let people in that area for a while because of the fireworks. I think they were using bigger fireworks with the old show over mm. the castle. Yeah. And now, now uh, they, they block off the castle area still. Right. Because, you know, you don't want to get shot with a firework. But the. <laughs> Why not? The, I know. It would be, be so a much fun. experience to catch on fire. <laughs> it's happened. But anyway. <laughs> the, uh, and then they shoot off all the big fireworks, like the big sky boomers right. and the little hearts and the, and the, you know, frowny faces and the happy faces. They shoot them off in a, in a fireworks bunker on the outside of the park and the back where, um, we would call that uh, Ring Road is what they call it, but it's um, where the cast members park and, and close to the swampy area where nobody goes because of the safety issues. And, Until the uh, firework lands on your car and boom. Bang. <laughs> Just I kidding. Actually, Just um, kidding. Huh? I have had, um, when I worked at studios, when I was doing security at studios, they, their fireworks bunker is in the back of the park too, but it's really close to the highway. And one day I was, um, it was graveyard shift and I was driving around in my little automobile and I have to check the perimeter and I saw smoke and one of the <gasps> fireworks from, um, studios had caught the grass on fire, uh, <laughs> just outside of, uh, Disney Hollywood studios. And, you know, so it was just a quick, like, you know, call 
call the fire department and have them spread that a little bit. But it does happen because the wind could carry it anywhere and, right, you know, right. live shells. And yeah. That's um, funny. But I, my second favorite is one of Sherry's. I'm sure she's going to say it. Or boo, one of her boo, least favorites. Let's just say it now. Boo. <laughs> so we're going to talk about, um, before, well, I guess we can always circle back. Um, we're going to talk about our home. I, I don't know if you feel like studios is your home, but it, studios always feels like my home. Yeah. But, studios is my home. Yeah. And because both Sherry and I worked there. So we, we both feel like studios is our home. And uh, so we're going to talk about something that's relatively new as far as a, a ride because, well, it's about actually 25 years old this year. Not so new. <laughs> Not so new. I can't believe that. Uh, it opened in 1994 and we're talking about the Tower of Terror. Boo! Boo, which is my second favorite ride. And Sherry, um, I, I've been on it with Sherry. The very first and probably the very last time she ever wrote it. <laughs> I am more than happy to sit on sunset eating my ice cream while you go and ride Tower of Terror. How's that sound? Okay, that sounds good. Because you know what? <laughs> I didn't even think about that is that um, fast passes for when you and I go together in September, I guess Tower will have to be um, a separate thing that I do. Which you know, is fine. It's you can fine. probably get um instead of using a fast pass for that, because you'll be by yourself, ride the single rider line. That's true. You're right. And uh it'll be faster. I like kinda whipping in and out of there and and uh it's it's a great ride. Now I, I actually disagree. <laughs> I actually did a okay, I just did a podcast class um at the University of Nebraska. And the um, broadcasting instructors like, you know, here, make a podcast about something, you know, and gave us parameters and it could be about anything we wanted it to be. So I did a very solo, very scripted, like 20 minute podcast about the details of Tower of Terror. And it's weird because I'm so used to talking to people on the other end of the microphone. I was just like, who am I talking to? I don't know. <laughs> and it's so scripted and I'm not used to um, reading from a script, I'm used to just saying talking, whatever comes to yeah. me. Yeah, talking, having a conversation. And, you know, there's some pretty cool things about Tower. Um, if you want to look at it from an aesthetic uh, effect and, and why they built it the thing that it is. And now Tower of Terror is the second highest ride, second tallest ride on property. And uh, you, do you want to guess which one's the tallest? Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain. No. No. Space mountain. It's a, it is a mountain. Oh, uh, Everest. Yes, by a half a foot. Oh, really? <laughs> now, did you know why that is? Why? Because Tower of Terror is 199 feet tall and Everest is 199.5 feet tall. Why they made Everest a half foot taller? And why is it, why is it that, that height? I'm sure there's people screaming like, I know, I know. Oh, because of the... Is it because of air air yes rules um FFA you know, airplanes FFA. yeah airplanes no, wrong wrong organization not the farmers the oh. federal aviation yes. I said FFA not oh, FAA oh. sorry yes um the but the airline you know anything over two hundred feet tall needs to have a beacon on top of it and Disney's like oh no we can't do that that would ruin the theming so that's you know they stretch it to that point and no more. 
That makes sense. But, you know, Disney, I thought, was a, like a no-fly zone for the most part. Like you're I mean, not all allowed space, to... all air space is airspace. It's public. I thought Disney like had a, a special agreement to uh, try not to have people fly within a thousand feet of the um, property. Of the property, maybe. I mean, it, we never do see airplanes flying over, right? Or right, helicopters, right? Or and if and if they are, they're flying pretty high in the sky. They're yeah. not flying low. You won't see low flying even like okay so this is we're way off topic here um but just a short caveat um speaking of airplanes so i used to work in animal kingdom about 10 years ago and every morning there was a sky rider for jesus out there so he would go out there around three or four in the afternoon or maybe sometimes 10 it depended on the day and he would write like jesus loves you or heart or forgive or something to that or a cross or something to that effect. And, but he was not directly over animal kingdom. He had to be the, to the South of animal kingdom, but close enough to the theme parks that you could see it from pretty much actually all the theme parks. You can see the sky writing, but it was just one of those things. It wasn't directly over the theme parks. Interesting. If you see, yeah, if you ever see a sky writer, they do happen. Um, and that was, that went on for years, like your daily message from Jesus, apparently. And they- <laughs> Maybe he reached some people. Maybe he reached some people. Well, you know, some people's ministries are, you know, and missions are like, hey, I'm going to go you know, get all these tourists to believe in Jesus. And that was his ministry. That was his calling. So let's jump back to the Tower jump of Terror. Um, yes. I, do you know why I don't like the Tower of Terror? No, go ahead and tell me why you don't like it. Well, I was just curious, like, because all these years, I don't go on the Tower of Terror. I scream my head off. I don't like it. Well, one of the biggest reasons is I don't like all that, like, ghost stuff. Really? Yeah. So all that, like, Twilight stuff kind of wigs me out a little bit. And so... So I don't, I don't like going through, and that's like the whole beginning of the ride. And so yeah, it, it just kind of wigs me out and I'm like, yeah, I don't need to, I don't like ghosts. I, I don't like, you know, weird, those, that weird phenomenon stuff of things. I don't know. And, and, um, and so that, that's, that's that is one of the main reasons I don't like that ride. That's interesting on two points, two levels here. I'm going to, one, I thought it was always the drop. So, okay. So quick premise of the ride is that you get in a elevator shaft or an elevator car. That's a service elevator because the original elevators were struck by lightning and that's how the passengers evaporated and disappeared. And so you ride up this elevator shaft and you see the ghosts and you see what happens that night. And then you go across the fifth dimension, which because it's the twilight zone. So you go across the fifth dimension and into a bigger elevator shaft, and that's the drop shaft. So then they drop you, you know, free fall. Well, it's not free fall because it's a controlled fall. But then they shoot you back up to the top and you fall again. And, you know, it it's, uh, varies on whether you drop, drop, or shoot up to the top or, you know, fall all the way down and then back up again. It's kind of varies um, depending on the 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 program. And then you go down and finally you're let off the ride. And I always thought it was because you hated 
the drop. I, you know, the feeling, that feeling of the, you know, your, your stomach and your throat free fall. No, that is part of it. Um, because I'm also scared of heights. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the combination of all of that, like I know when you're in the shaft, you know, really it's closed, right? You're, you, they open it at when you get to the top so you can see your high and then they drop you. But when they're dropping you, if I recall correctly, you don't actually see anything outside. Right. But well, you. But I mean, they open the they open the the window to the you see all of sunset and then they drop right, you. Right. But then you don't normally get up to the very top again, so you can look out again. You just basically are in pitch black. Right. Well, I have a fear of heights and falling. <laughs> like I have. <laughs> That's very evolutionary. I I know it's it's <laughs> I have like to look down from a high height. I, I, I have genuine fear. And so this ride with the culmination of both of those things, mm-hmm. it just does not blink, bring me pleasure. <laughs> Looking at what Peter it? Pan, little London, that brings me joy. <laughs> but, but, wh- but not Tower of Terror. But what about um, Haunted Mansion? Since it's a, since you don't like the spook thing. Uh, Haunted you know, Mansion factor. Is, is on the lower end of my list to do. I okay. I do enjoy haunted more than tower because I find that the science behind it enthralls me. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I I know I sound really dorky, but so like you go into that room where that witch's head is in the globe, right? And yeah. then you hear the sounds and there's all those instruments and stuff hanging from the ceiling and moving around. Well, as a kid, you're looking at it going, wow, how do they do that? You know, and, and, yeah. and how do they make the sounds go from here to there? And oh, my gosh. And, and it's that stuff that I appreciate in the Haunted Mansion, like the, the room with the ghosts, the dining room. Yeah. With the ghosts. To me, it's it's the ghost part kind of wakes me out a little bit, but the idea of what has been done and how, like, there's those two portraits, right? Right. And then those ghosts come to life and shoot each other, right? Yeah. Like, how do they do that? And how do they make it so that these ghosts are dancing on the ballroom or the one blowing out the candles? Like, all of that engineering just it's it's exciting for me it's exciting huh do you know what that's called i actually know this do you know what that's called you know i should because my son built one it's called pepper's ghost that's the trick it's called pepper's ghost trick and it's done with mirrors okay and the mirrors I'm gonna are i have to look are, at my son's thing he built one at home yeah, uh-huh. the mirrors are slanted. Yes. And um and the reflection in the mirrors causes it to have this ghostly appearance. Yes. It's when they turn the lights on. Right. Behind behind. Uh right. yes. Right. Yes. Cuz Tower uh-huh. of Terror has the same exact trick. 
that when you go and I, you know, since I was in security and I can talk about this kind of things because I am no longer in security, but you know, I used to go into Tower of Terror on graveyard shift and walk through the entire ride and it's creepy with the lights on. Um, <laughs> See, but, it's a horrible <laughs> ride. And so, but you know, you get to see the the mirrors in the room that the ghosts appear close up, and it's really a tiny room. Yeah, I'm um, sure. like five foot tall. Like I'm not that I'm not that tall, and I I remember being like, "Ooh, I hit my head on the the, yeah, the yeah. door frame here." So that's that's something to um, a little Disney Tower t- and and Haunted Mansion and Haunted Mansion and Tower have a lot of similarities too. Like, um, yes, it's the only um, two rides at Walt Disney World, where the cast members are expected to be kind of morose and not smile at you and kind of, you know, stay in that character, that very deadly serious character. Yes. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, I remember one time I went on Haunted, and I can't remember who I was with, but we went into that first room, right? Mm-hmm. And I put on the serious, like gloomy threatening face and the cast member who basically has to do that for their shift um he and i basically kind of had a slight like stare down of like who's the more like evil gloomy person right and then he did his little spiel and whatever and when i got in my car i i don't know where he had gone or you know how they, if he had happened to change position shift, you know how they rotate? Yeah. Well, he totally freaked me out because <laughs> I was sitting in my car and I assumed that he had, you know, I'd left him behind to do the next group. And he came up and just went, boom, you know, like, ah, as my cart started going into the haunted mansion area with the picture frames and stuff and i screamed so loud and then i just started cracking up because that (laughs) was just great like that was just that was just great uh great cast member interaction i i get it i get a cute since we're talking about haunted mansion i get a cute haunted mansion story and this actually happened i think last year so I go to the parks a lot by myself because, well, I'm, you know, I'm a solo, I'm a solo kind of person. And so I go on Haunted Mansion every time I go uh, to, to Magic Kingdom. It's one of my favorite attractions. Not me, my favorite attraction, but I definitely like the ride. And um, so when you get into the building, they tell you to go into like an elevator and, uh, you know, and drag your corpses into the dead center of the room. And that's where the room stretches. And in California, the room is actually a legit eleva- elevator where the ride is down below street level. But in Florida, the room just stretches. And so, um, you know, they, you see all these rooms stretching and, you know, these little p- portraits stretching and, you know, reveals the, the plot line of these, you know, how they died or whatever. And then, um, there's this this part where it's like you know um if you look around there's no doors and no windows which you know leaves you this um perplex- perplexing question to to find a way out and then he goes well there's always my way and then the lights um the lights uh go out and you hear this ah! and you know and a thump and you see 
basically, you know, bodies hanging above you. And this little girl, I felt this little hand just grab me, <laughs> like, and hold on tight. And I, so I didn't move because I'm like, this poor little, like, hand grabbed my hand. And um, so the lights came back on. And she, and I looked down at her and she looks up at me and she's like, like, slow motion backs away from me. <laughs> You're not the hand like, I meant to grab. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I turned to her parents. I'm like, any hand in a storm, <laughs> you yep. know, any mom will do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so. It was funny. cute. It was adorable. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, again. So next time, I'll I'll tell you about how much I hate Tomorrowland uh, Speedway. But anyway, okay. no, that's that's the next one. The next our yes, least the next favorite time we rides. Will talk. Although I yes. already covered mine today. Yeah. So tomorrow, uh, next time we will do. Um, why I hate Tomorrowland uh, Speedway. Anyway, <laughs> All right. until next time, thanks for joining us. Bye. And, uh, bye. Bye.